In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. When was the last time that you blushed? Mark Twain once said that man is the only animal that blushes. Indeed, our face turns red and blushes in shame or embarrassment, not just as a result of our wrongdoing, but because of our recognition of that wrongdoing. We blush because, unlike the animals, we are moral beings, beings capable of virtue, vice, and repentance. Man's dignity causes him to blush. If we had no dignity, we would have no shame. Now we see how shame and dignity work together to cause the conversion of the prodigal son. You remember the story of the prodigal son? He worked among swine and starving to the point that he would gladly have fed upon the husks eaten by the pigs. He saw the shameful depravity of his sins. And perhaps he even blushed. But when he came to himself, the son realized that although his sins had reduced him to the level of the animals, he still maintained a certain dignity. He realized the truth of himself, his own worth, and also his ability to repent. And so the son arose and he went to his father. And just as the prodigal son arose and went to his father, so we today come to receive ashes. Shame reminds us of our dignity. It comes about when our conscience accuses us of sin and reveals that certain thoughts, words, or actions contradict our status as children of God. Shame is the moral nervous system alerting us of injury. Shame shows us the depravity of our sins and the need to repent. Notice that proper shame is directed toward our sins, not toward ourselves. It highlights the disconnect between our dignity and our behavior. Thus, shame enables us to come to our senses. Shame helps us to return to ourselves and thus to return to our Heavenly Father. Without shame, there could be no repentance. And therefore, the ability to be ashamed is a sign of moral health. And a society such as ours that cannot blush, there is a moral free fall. Indeed, as painful as shame can be, there's something worse. The silent conscience, which produces no shame, recognizes, does, refuses to recognize its sinfulness. And this silent conscience allows us to continue in sin. It's the failure of the moral nervous system. It produces men who cannot recognize good and evil, Virtue and vice, morality and immorality. Men who think that they are persons who need no repentance. Pope Pius XII once said that the greatest threat to the soul comes not from shame, nor even from sin. But the greatest threat to the soul is the loss of the sense 
of sin. His shame reminds us of our dignity. Repentance restores that dignity. In shame, the prodigal son then confessed his sins. He said, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. And in repentance, he received back what he had lost, his status as the father's son. And upon seeing his son's shame and repentance, the father had compassion. And he ran out and he embraced his son and he kissed him. So this Lent, we ought to enter the confessional like the prodigal son. Carrying not just the shame for our sins, but coming to the confessional with confidence. The confidence to be restored to our status as children of God. In fact, repentance not only confirms our dignity, but repentance enhances that dignity. The father did not forgive his son begrudgingly, nor did he ridicule his son or belittle him. No. But on the contrary, the father granted the son far more than he could ever expect. He gave his son the finest robe. He put a thing, he put a ringer, he put a ring upon the finger of the prodigal son. He put sandals on his feet. And he gave him the fat calf for feasting. We receive gifts of grace far greater than these. We receive with each confession far more than we could ever deserve. In the confessional, we encounter the true Father when we kneel shameful and repentant to arise forgiven and restored. And finally, let's remember those words of Jesus. There is great joy before the angels of God over one sinner who repents. So the glory of the confessional reaches all the way to heaven. The silence of this Ash Wednesday morning invites us not only to consider our sins and how to do penance for them, but the silence is a preparation for joy. Not only the joy of Easter to come 40 days from now, but the joy of heaven. In Lent, we can learn truly how to be happy, how to live as children of our Father, children who are called to repentance, children who receive forgiveness, children who receive the joy of being granted that gift of pardon. And so, my friends, as today's gospel invites us, let us set our hearts upon heaven. There where our true joy and our spiritual treasure is to be found. Let us think of heaven today on Ash Wednesday and throughout this Lent. And we will thus be closer to our Heavenly Father. And we will one day receive that reward of His children. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, Amen.